Our text is from the Old Testament lesson of the prophet Isaiah. Go up high on a mountain, O Zion. Preach the good news. Lift up your voice with strength, O Jerusalem. Preach the good news. Lift it up. Fear not. Say to the cities of Judah, Behold your God. Behold the Lord God comes with might and His arm rules for Him. Behold, His reward is with Him. Dear friends of Christ, in our text here that we have from Isaiah, the Lord tells His preachers to preach and, and to lift up their voice and not be scared and to be bold in the preaching to tell the world that He's coming. And that's really nice to know that I have God's command to preach, but I, I have a question. I, I wonder, is preaching really a good thing? I mean, is it good to be preached at? The verb to preach can be used in a derogatory way. And we hear that when people say, don't preach to me. Right? Don't tell me your morals and your values. Don't impose them on me. Don't, I don't want to hear your preaching. I found this definition for the term to preach. It's to give moral advice, especially in a tiresome way. And so a teenager comes home late on a Saturday night. And his parents are screaming. And this tardy teen tells his parents, don't preach at me. <laughs> this tardy teen will probably get a healthy dose of parental advice in a tiresome way. People don't like to be preached at. People don't like to be told what to do and what not to do and how to do it. I even find myself when I'm getting in discussions with people and they ask me a point of doctrine and I get excited about my doctrine. And so I start expounding and, and pretty soon I'm, I've gone a little too, too long and I find myself saying, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to start preaching at you. But what happens when the preacher starts to preach? Our culture's in trouble. According to the experts, the people are telling us that we don't like to be told things anymore. We're a culture, especially the 20s and 30s, people in their 20s and 30s, don't come to church anymore because they don't like to be preached to. They don't like to be told what to believe. They want to discover. They want to discover for themselves what to believe. However, in their search, in their discovery for truth, they look in all the wrong places. They don't read the right things. And it's true, the church is in trouble. More and more people are falling away. They're falling away from the church. They're not repenting. Because they don't want somebody preaching to them. They don't want somebody calling them to change. Revealing their sins to them. They don't like that process. 
They want to learn on their own. And so pastors stand up in pulpits and we preach. We preach to a people who don't want to listen. To a people who don't want to learn. And they proclaim God's Word, but the people are not listening. As we consider our theme, the mouth of the Lord is speaking. You know, people don't like to repent. They don't want to change. Nothing is new. Nothing has changed. Over all the years and the days of Isaiah to our day today, people don't want to hear the voice of the preacher. They don't like being told they're sinful and unclean. They don't be like being told that they're unsaved. They don't like being told Jesus is coming again to judge their soul. <laughs> and yet God tells Isaiah the Lord of God's glory will appear and all of humanity will see it together. The Lord's mouth has commanded it. The glory of the Lord has come. He came 2,000 years ago in a manger. That's what all this is about. He's coming again. So many people don't want to hear from the mouth of the Lord. They don't want to hear the Word of God and get their feathers all ruffled. They like the status quo. They like what they believe. They, they like the lives that they live in sin. They don't want to change. They don't want to prepare themselves to meet the coming Christ. However, biblical preachers must speak we must preach from the mouth of the Lord, even at the risk of offending. We must preach the truth, even if it makes people mad, even if it makes people unhappy, even if it makes people angry or uncomfortable. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. God calls us out of our comfort zones, doesn't He? The mouth of the Lord must call sin, sin. The mouth of the Lord must call us to seek His forgiving love, to seek the forgiving blood of Jesus Christ. And we can't do that until first we acknowledge that I need the blood to be shed for me. Proclaiming the Word of God, preaching the Word of God, is not always received with open hearts. How do you think people would hear the message, for example, of John the Baptist who prepares the way for the Lord and he tells the people, you must repent. Don't think the message would go over very well. Don't think the people would like John the Baptist too much today. The people didn't like the prophet Isaiah either and God sent him to preach and we still have preachers who are proclaiming today the mouth of the Lord. If they're faithful, they preach God's Word. And that's the word the prophet Isaiah is trying to stick in our ears today, this morning. For man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Do you remember what you confessed with your mouth at the beginning of most Sundays? I confess that I am a poor, miserable sinner. And I confess all my sins and iniquities. Now, why do you do that? Why do you say you're such a poor, miserable sinner? I mean, have you really done all those bad things? Are you a blasphemer? Have you used God's name in vain? 
How about the third commandment? Are you always glad to hear the Word of God? Come to church. Go to Bible study. You can't wait to get to Bible study on Sunday morning after church. You can't wait to, throughout the week, go to Bible study and do, and do devotions. Are you always ready to hear from the mouth of the Lord? Are you, have you always respected those who have authority over you? Or have you disrespected some? Are you an adulterer? Are you a liar? A cheat? Greedy? Envious of what other people have? The law says we're guilty of all these things in our own perverse and destructive ways. Some openly and some secretly. Some externally by words and deeds and some internally by thoughts and desires. So we're called to preach. Repent. Change. The Lord is coming. Every heart has to be prepared to meet Him. Everybody must be prepared and be saved. Everybody must listen to the Word of God and come to the Lord to be saved. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. But I have good news for you this morning. I have something else to tell you from the Lord's mouth. And they're words of comfort. The words of Isaiah, Comfort, comfort my people, says your God. Speak tenderly, lovingly to the heart of my bride, Jerusalem the church. Speak to the heart of the people. Speak to the heart of the church. Present kind words to her. Comfort her and but don't make her comfortable. Yet tell her she's forgiven. Tell her that I love her. That I have come and I'm coming again. Those are powerful words and those words are beautiful. As preachers, we are sent to tell you. We're sent to tell you about this good news. God wants to comfort you. He wants you to know His forgiveness. He wants you to know His love. He wants you to put those sins in the past and let them die there. He loves His church. He loves His bride. And He's coming for her. He's coming for you. However, before He returns, He wants you to prepare to meet Him. And you prepare through repentance. Knowing your sins have been paid for, knowing that all your sins have been covered extremely by the blood of Christ, the law cannot condemn you. Your sins cannot destroy you. And Isaiah tells us that. He says that we receive from the Lord's hand double for all our sins. Double for all, for all our sins. That means double forgiveness. For every sin you commit, there is twice the amount of forgiveness that you need through the blood of Christ. But that's how it is with the Gospel. There is no sin. There is no wretched life so bad that God cannot redeem it. His blood covers it all. Comfort my people, God says to His preachers. Comfort my people. Tell them your time of hard service has ended. Your iniquity is forgiven. You have received double for her sins. And can it be true? 
Can we really depend on this? That God's love is that certain? Yes, the voice, the mouth of the Lord has spoken. The voice of God is a preacher proclaiming that from the pulpit, your sins are forgiven you. And the voice says in the wilderness, cry out. And the volume goes up one notch. Well, what shall I cry? What shall I preach? All men are like grass, and all their glory is like the flowers of the field. We're all mortal. We're all sinful. We all die. From dust we start, and to dust we will return. This is the permanent rebellion for our sin. The wages of sin is death, and there is punishment for not listening to the mouth of the Lord. We die. What shall I preach? All flesh is grass, and all its beauty is like the flower of the field, flowers of the field, and the grass withers and the flower fades when the breath of the Lord blows on it. Surely people are grass. A splash of beauty, a splash of color, and then it's gone. Death. Visit the nursing home. Look at the residents there. Go over to the cancer center and watch the people walk in and out. Go to the hospital. Go to the cemetery and look at the gravestones. And then go home and look in the mirror and hear the mouth of the Lord. The grass withers and the flower fades. There's nothing in us that's going to last. Not on our own power, not our looks, not our intelligence, not our strength, not our achievements. The mouth of the Lord is spoken. But the prophet Isaiah speaks out again. This time he's shouting. Herald of good news, preacher of good news. Lift up your voice with strength, O church. Preach the good news. Lift it up. And say to the people of Judah, say to the people of God, Behold, your God is coming. This is the gospel. This is the good news. This is the glad tidings. Behold, is born for you in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Good news. God, Emmanuel, is with us. And of course, God comes to us. He comes to us in the proclamation of His Word. He comes to us in the waters of holy baptism to assure our sins are washed away. He comes when the Lord's Supper is at the table in the bread and the wine, in His body and blood given and shed for you for the forgiveness of your sins. And He comes to heal us. He comes to prepare our souls to meet Him. And He forgives. And He's coming again. He's coming to raise your body from the grave. He's coming to give you a new earth, a new body, a new heaven, that you may live in a place where there is no sin and to give you eternal life. And that's the good news from the mouth of the Lord. That's the comfort we preach. Listen to the mouth of God. Jesus is the baby in Bethlehem. He is the man of Calvary. 
Jesus is God, the one who is crucified. He is the one who suffered and died. He is the one who has risen from the dead and He is alive. And He's reigning, King of kings and Lord of lords, waiting to reclaim His kingdom and come again. And you know where He is. You know where He can be found. He comes to you today in word, in water, in bread, in wine. He comes with forgiveness and healing. And it's certain. This is His promise. The mouth of the Lord has spoken. So God is preparing His people, you, for His coming. For those who trust Him, there's nothing to fear. For those whose sins have been forgiven, He calls you. He cleanses you. He feeds you. He calls, gathers, and enlightens the whole Christian church on earth. He picks you up with those arms which were once stretched out upon the cross and He embraces you. And the Lord's glory will appear as our text says and all humanity will see it together. The Lord's mouth has commanded, has commanded it. So trust Him to do this. Believe in His words. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken. Are you ready to listen to the preacher? Amen. Now may the peace of God that passes all understanding keep your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.